Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. The Mount Calvary Administrative Offices will be closed tomorrow, Monday, January 20th, in observance of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. They will reopen on Tuesday, January 21st at 10 a.m. For emergencies during this time, please contact the minister on call at 937-603-4126. Don't miss this month's third Sunday fellowship service this afternoon at 4 p.m. Bring a friend and come support Minister Linda Guy as as she brings the word. Uh, Minister Lily Compare will not be available this afternoon. You don't want to miss what God has to say through this preacher. The Bereavement Ministry will meet on Tuesday, January 21st, 2020 at 6 p.m. Mount Calvary's next church conference is scheduled for Sunday, January 26th. That's next Sunday at 4 p.m. Don't miss this opportunity to hear what is currently going on here at Mount Calvary and hear God's vision for the Mount Calvary family for 2020 and beyond. The Mount Calvary Capital Campaign Team presents Desserts with Pastor. Reserve your seat to hear Pastor present the vision for the Bobby J. Winston Community Center Capital Campaign and taste one of his signature baked dishes. Each Desserts with Pastor will be held here at the church and there are various days and times to choose from. Stop by the lobby after service to sign up. The men's ministry will be having a men's ministry tailgate for him on Sunday, February 2nd, 2020 in the Mount Calvary Church Atrium from 4 to 5.30 p.m. All men are invited to attend. Immediately following the tailgate, there will be a Super Bowl celebration starting at 6 p.m. in the Mount Calvary Atrium, and all are invited to attend. Attention, attention, attention. 2019 giving statements are currently available. Just fill out the form and place in the boxes provided at each entrance. Your statement will be available for your pickup the following Sunday at the guest services desk. Thanks for your cooperation as we move forward in excellence here at Mount Calvary. Mount Calvary Capital Campaign Team invites you and your family to attend the BB Riverboats Luncheon and Cruise on April 4, 2020 from 12 noon to 3.30 p.m. for the future Bobby J. Winston Community Center. Tickets are available to purchase in person in the lobby and can be put on a payment plan or layaway 
through March 22nd. This is a white tie occasion, formal. Since winter is upon us, and you know winter is back, there will be times when it will be necessary to cancel or make a change in our meeting and service schedule. Tune in to WHIO Channel 7 for Mount Calvary closing information. If you need transportation to Sunday services, please contact the church office no later than Thursday of each week at 937-268-6737, extension 311. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Second Chronicles 7:14. Everyone is invited to attend corporate prayer held each Sunday at 8 a.m. Join us every Wednesday as we study God's Word, 11.30 a.m. adult Bible study, or bring the whole family at 6.30 p.m. for men's, women's, youth, and children's Bible study. If you're, not able, if you're not able to come out to Bible study on Wednesdays, don't fret. There's another way for you to participate. You can now see Wednesday evening Bible study via Facebook Live. Find Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church on Facebook and tune in to Bible study right from the comfort of your home. You can even type in a question and have it answered right then. It's the next best thing to being there in person. Check us out every Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. See you on Facebook Live. Want to see more of Mount Calvary? Tune in to DATV Time Warner Channel 992 on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. and Sundays at 8 p.m. I'd like to make a special announcement. The National Baptist Convention USA Incorporated Congress of Christian Education has finally announced the 2020 oratorical theme. This is an oratorical contest for young people grades 2 through 12 uh, to hone their ability to speak about the goodness of God and who he is in their life. Speaking is something that will always go before you as a representation of who you are and how you carry yourself. And it's imperative that we teach our young people that learning how to speak well in any situation they find themselves has the ability to open doors for them. So to that end, this year's oratorical theme is glorifying God through our commitment to Christ-centered evangelism. There are three scriptures that are a part of that, Acts 14:21, Matthew 9:35, Romans 1 and 16, John 14:6. As an added benefit, we will begin this opportunity for Mount Calvary's young people starting next Sunday. I will be looking for young people 
to sign up with me. In fact, you can start this Sunday. I will be out in the lobby. I am going to be the coach for the young people who have made the decision that they want to participate in the oratorical contest. Those who are graduating seniors have the opportunity not just to win money at the state level, but to compete on the national level at the National Baptist Congress of Christian Education. But more importantly, we need to encourage our young people that they can make a difference in the world, and it starts with how well they speak their truth how well they present themselves to a world who doesn't think much of children who look like us. So, parents, grandparents, and young people, if you would, meet me in the lobby immediately after service today. I will take your name and contact information. There will be an announcement in next week's announcements about this, and I will set up a time when you can Start working on what you need to do to write your speech, give your speech, and see just how many doors it opens for you. So, Mount Calvary, you know we have some great young people here. So let's help them to recognize the potential that is within them through the power of what they speak because God has planted greatness in their hearts. Be blessed of the Lord and walk in the blessings and the grace and the mercy that God meets out to us each day that he allows us to see. Thanks. Good morning, Mount Calvary. Thank you for coming out this brisk Sunday morning to worship corporately with the family. And that's what we are, a family. We may not act like it sometimes, but even some of our own natural family members, we don't act like family together. But we are family. We are one. Our scripture this morning is going to be Psalm 30. And if you can, would you stand? And I will be reading the King James Version. I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. Thou didst hide thy face, and I was troubled. I cried to thee, O Lord, and unto the Lord I made supplication. 
What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Father God, we come this morning just giving you thanks. Lord God, if not for you, where would we be? And we praise your holy name. Father God, we have come to praise you, to worship you corporately in spirit and in truth. And Father God, that is our goal this morning. You have already inhabited us, Father God, but I just ask right now that you just burst open the spirit spirits of the people that are in here this morning. Let not one soul, Father God, go untouched. Mm. Father God, touch right now. We don't need the praise team to get us started because you woke us up this morning. So that's good enough right there. Father God, you got us here safely. That's good enough right there. Father God, when we walked through the door, we felt your presence already. That's good enough right there. So, Father God, all we can ask right now, be with us. Let some lost soul come to you this morning, Father God, because there's nothing they're going to be able to do on their own and they can't get to you without confessing you, Lord God. So we just ask right now, do what you do. Do what you do, Father. And we will be careful to not take any glory for anything that takes place this morning because it's all you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. Think yeah. on these things. Thank you, God. As we sing, the Lord our God, and he's strong and mighty.
it's you and me, but not a war that our eyes can see. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but power and principalities. So we must take up our spiritual weapons, and we must seek the refuge of God. For he's a strong and a mighty tower, the devil is defeated by You are my strength and power. 
heart's desire. Are my heart's desire. You are my strength and power. Are my strength and power. You are an awesome God.
awesome, God. Thank you, God. You're awesome, God. Thank you, God. When I just think about it. Thank you, Jesus. How many times he's healed my body. How he saved my soul. How he has put food on my table when I didn't know where it was coming from. He has given me peace in the midst of all kinds of confusion. I can say you are an awesome God. You are so great and mighty. You are my heart's desire. You are my strength and power when I didn't have any strength. that awesome God. Amen. Amen. If you need an envelope, raise your hand. The ushers will assist you. It may be cold outside, but the spirit is warm in here. Amen. Hallelujah. If you need an envelope, raise your hand. The ushers will assist you. Our giving is done by first tide, which is 10%, benevolence, which is for those who are in need, and our building fund, because we continue to build on this grace house of God. Amen. We have Giblify that's on the screen. The number's on the screen for you, those that were given by Giblify.
You are an awesome God. Lord, we thank you this morning. Thank you, Sister Burks. You, you went old school on us today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Awesome, God. Has everyone been served an envelope that needs one? If so, we'll go under the direction of the ushers. Amen? Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for who you are to us, God. We thank you for always being there, Lord. And we thank you with our gifts today, Lord. Bless those that gave. Bless those that wanted to give but could not, Lord. And use this as you see fit for this house. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. God has blessed us to be together again. He has allowed us to see the start of a new week, and for that we're grateful. 
You may be seated. We're grateful that God has, okay, great. Grateful that God has allowed us to be together again. It's good just to be here. If you are worshiping with us, if you are visiting with us today, we'd love to see who you are and where you are. If you don't mind, would you stand if you're able? Any visitors? All right. God bless you. God bless you. Mount Calvary, if there's somebody standing close to you, would you make sure they know how we feel about them? Come on, let's sing to them. couple of observations and we will continue with our worship um, Zainel Zainel did I say it right? I said it right the first time didn't I? Yeah okay good I've been working at it Come on, uh, Mr. Zainel, who is in the first grade, at Rivers Edge Montessori. Come on up. How are you doing, sir? You all right? Good. Let's see. I have his uh, grading period marks. Let's see. E means exceeds level. S means satisfactory for level. And, uh, and it doesn't go anywhere below that. Uh, let's see. Gotcha. Yes, ma'am. Let me see. Language arts, E. Uh, writing, S. Math, E. Science, S. Social studies, S. Um, I see. Art, E. Uh, phys ed, uh, S minus. Computer science, S. Music, S. Nicely done, sir. Can you hold that for me? Um, can, I, can I, Mama, can I tell the difference I see in his successful learning behaviors? from last quarter to this one? All right. I mean, I'm pretty proud as his pastor. 
uh, successful learning behaviors with work habits that deal with um, participation, positive attitude, following directions, using time wisely, um, quality effort, uh, collaborates, respectful communication. First quarter, uh, they were all Ds, which meant developing. Second quarter, they're all Ss, which means satisfactory. Nicely done. Good job, sir. Where's your family? <laughs> Congrats. Keep up the good work, sir. Good. Where is Taria Nicole Cooper? Taria is in the fifth grade at Horace Mann Elementary. Let's see. Quarter two. Language arts, 91. That's an A. Math, 90. That's an A. Science, 91. That's an A. Social studies, 97. That's an A. Music, 94. That's an A. Gym, 94. That's an A. Art, 93. That's an A. Computer literacy, 99. That's an A. Nicely done. She does well in her written work. She participates cooperatively, participates in class activities. Good job. She is on, uh, she earned the Principal's Award. The Honor Roll. For first and second quarter. And perfect attendance. Nicely done, Ms. Cooper. Where's your family, ma'am? <laughs> Congrats, y'all. Good. <laughs> Don't forget, today at 4 o'clock, we will come together again for worship. Uh, Minister Linda Guy is going to be uh, preaching at our uh, 4 o'clock fellowship service this afternoon. Uh, Don't be late. There's only one preacher today. Um, so if, if you're late, you'll probably miss it four o'clock this afternoon. Uh, pray for Miss Valerie and, uh, and her family. They are in Chicago this weekend. She had to minister there uh, yesterday and I believe today. Uh, pray for their travels home. Um, let, me, let me let you in a little bit, um, Mount Calvary, on what's going on and particularly donors uh, for the scholarship uh, the scholarship fund. We are trying to restructure and uh, discover, decipher, and discern what is best next steps for scholarships. So if you would just, uh, just be, be a little patient with us. We're finding um, a new scholarship leader and, uh, and we're trying to figure out this relationship with the Dayton Foundation and whether we want to pursue that or not. Uh, so if you give us just a little time, we'll have some information for you shortly. Uh, but I wanted you to know where we are in that process. Um, Lady C has led the scholarship ministry to new heights for the past two or three years. Um, but with her school schedule, um, it's just it's just not it's not going to happen um and so if you would just be a little patient with us uh we'll take it from there to the next place all right good thank you 
Uh, don't forget tomorrow in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King, the, the Martin Luther King holiday, the church office will be closed. I do encourage you uh, to head out to Drew Health Center tomorrow morning about 930. Uh, the march will begin promptly at 10 o'clock. Uh, from Drew Health Center down to the Convention Center. There is a new route, Dress uh, Warm. I know we forgot that this was Dayton, Ohio. Um, we forgot, but we woke up this morning and we were reminded. Um, dress Warm, but come on out and support tomorrow at the, uh, at the Drew Health Center. Uh, Tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock at the convention center is the Martin Luther King uh, banquet. Mount Calvary does have a table. Um, is Mrs. McClure here? Okay. Um, I didn't tell her how we would handle that. We have a table. If you're interested um, in, in being at that table, would you see Minister James Etta, wave your hand, would you? Would you see Minister James Etta Taylor um, just right after service if you're interested in, uh, in, in being at the banquet tomorrow night um, at the convention center, please? Let me thank you for your prayers uh, this past week. Um, I was actually back and forth uh, to Dallas and, uh, and had the, the awesome privilege and responsibility of preaching uh, at our National Baptist Convention board meeting. I do appreciate your prayers and, uh, and I appreciate your support. I am glad to report, Mount Calvary, we decided um, at the end or at the beginning of last year that, uh, that we would support the National Baptist Convention Credit Union. Um, National Baptist Convention is starting its own credit union. Um, and uh, and we need uh, I don't remember um, so many millions to get started. Uh, we are not uh, sowing a seed. We are depositing into a savings account is what we're doing um, that pays the going rate of interest and is federally insured. Uh, so we will not lose any money. But uh, Mount Calvary, we decided as a church last year that we would uh, that we would put twenty-five thousand dollars into a uh, CD with the National Baptist Convention Credit Union, and uh, and I'm glad to report that as of last week, Mount Calvary's twenty-five thousand dollars is deposited with the with the National Baptist Credit Union. We can talk for so long before we actually have to do something. And uh, we can keep talking about how we need to support ourselves and how we need to uh, support black business and how we need to keep it amongst ourselves. And we can keep talking about it or we can be about it. And Mount Calvary is about doing, not just talking. All right? So I'll, I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted. Uh, good. Uh, Deacon Wortham? He's not, he's not back in yet? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Um, we're going to get ready to come together for family prayer. I do want you to remember 
uh, Denise King. Uh, is Miss King here today? She's not here. You remember uh, one of her sisters passed uh, last month. Well, she had another sister who passed last week, and, uh, and that funeral is going to be tomorrow at Thomas at 11 o'clock. If you can, support with your presence, but certainly uh, let's support Sister King with our prayers. Um, also, Bill Nielsen uh, had a heart attack this past week. Um, he is still in the hospital, and, uh, and they are requesting our prayers. Um, they're trying to get, his, get and keep his blood pressure regulated, and, uh, and we know a God who is able to, uh, to do anything, to do anything. We want to pray for Brother Bill, and uh, would you also pray for um, Jalen? Where's Jalen Joyce? Um, Jalen Joyce, this is her last time home for a while. She's headed back to school. She's about to graduate in May. Um, she's got a baby coming in March. Please, please pray for her. Her mama says, pray for my baby. Now that's not what she said. Um, but we're going to pray for Jalen as she finishes this last. She's got a lot going on in the, in the next few months. God is able. Um, I also would like for you to pray uh, for my son Nate. He and his class headed to Charlotte. Charlotte, um, one of the Carolinas, whichever Carolina that is, north, south, I don't know. He's gone. <laughs> his mama took him to catch the bus this morning at 6 o'clock. Uh, pray, for, pray for them as they travel this week, would you? Good. Um, Deacon... Did he assign somebody else to do it? Was Deacon, no? Yeah, I thought Deacon Wortham was uh, doing the prayer. Okay, that's all right. Well, come on. Uh, you, you got it? Come on. Yes, sir. I love Mount Calvary Deacons. I'll tell you that right now. it's that time again that time when we are able to come boldly to the throne of God in that time of seeking mercy and needing grace you know many times our blessings are denied because of us being too proud to humble ourselves so I ask for those that need prayer I ask right now that the deacons and the ministers come forth and for those that stand in the need of prayer because God's word reads where two or more are assembled together there he is in their midst so this is an opportunity now to come boldly to the throne of grace to receive grace and obtain mercy in that time of need
not a time to spectate. It's a time for us to pray also. There's still room at the altar. gracious and awesome and loving Heavenly Father we come before you thanking you Father God recognizing you as Lord of Lords and your King of Kings you're God all by yourself you're the creator and sustainer of the universe and everything in it you sit high yet you look low and look beyond our faults to see our need Father God we come right now thanking you Thanking you, Father God, for all you've done, for what you're doing and what you're going to do, Father God. Thanking you that there are so many miracles here. And matter of fact, everyone here is a miracle, Father God. So we thank you for what you're, you, you've done for us. We thank you, Father God, for this opportunity to come in through to your house of prayer. Father God, you know what each and every one of us stand in need of, Father God. So we ask right now, Father God, that you grant it. And we ask for a closer walk with you. Father God, we ask that you build us up where we're down and, and, and strengthen us where we're weak. We ask, Father God, just for a closer walk with you. Father God, your word says that they will know who we are by the love we show each other. So, Father God, we stand before you confessing ourselves to have sinned, knowing that you said, Father God, that you forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So, Father God, we ask that you bless the man of God as he come forth today, that he come forth with a word of power yet simplicity, Father God. And we ask that you fertilize our hearts so that we will be receiving. We ask, Father God, that as we go forth this week, all will know that we have been in your presence, Father God. They will recognize us, Father God, not just by our talk, but by our walk. So, Father God, we ask that you continue to strengthen us. Lead, God, direct, correct, and protect us. This is our prayer in the blessed name of Jesus the Christ of Nazareth. Let the redeemed of the Lord say.
Well, praise the excellent name of Jesus Christ. Bless his name. Ephesians chapter 4 is where we're headed. Ephesians chapter 4. screen here, Ephesians chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. From the King James Version of the Holy Bible, here's how it begins. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness with long suffering forbearing one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace there is one body and one spirit even as ye are called in one hope of your calling one lord one faith one baptism one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Verses 1 through 6 of Ephesians chapter 4. You may be seated. For the past two weeks, we have been engaged in study about the Lord's Church. We've been studying Matthew 16 where the Lord Jesus calls his disciples together and says, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they give him the answers that people are saying 
And then he turns the question around, but whom do you say that I am? And Peter, as the spokesman of the group, says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You remember the story. And Jesus looks at him and says, Simon, son of Jonah, you didn't learn that from some man. Man didn't teach you that. My Father in heaven has revealed that to you. You've said who I am, so let me tell you who you are. You are Peter. Petros, meaning rock. And on this rock, the rock of this revelation of who I am, I will build my church uh, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Isn't it wonderful to be a part of the church that Jesus built? Isn't it great to be a part of the Lord's church and to know that no matter what we have assured victory? No matter what we win, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the Lord's church. And today, we're going to continue our look into the church that Jesus built by going over to Ephesians chapter 4, um, where Paul writes to the church at Ephesus what we just read, and let me jump right in. Uh, and while I'm thinking about it, those who are signed up for dessert with pastor, um, y'all come, y'all come right on back to the atrium right after church, would you? Uh, so we can get started on time. Um, I've got one, one engagement I have to run to before we head back here at four o'clock. So if you would, uh, come right on back to the atrium. Let me jump in to this Ephesians chapter four, verse one. Paul says, I therefore, you got to stop right there. Right? Y'all know. If you've been at Mount Calvary for any length of time, you know that when we are studying the Word of God and we see therefore, you got to look backwards to see what the author is referring to. So let's take a look back one chapter. Verse 21, the end of chapter 3. And I got to tell you, this is not what I was planning to preach. Um, my, my plan actually was to continue in Matthew 16, where Jesus said, I give to you the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you bind shall have been bound, whatever you loose shall have been loosed. That was my plan. But this is what the Lord woke me up with before my alarm clock went off this morning. unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus just that right there unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus that word glory literally in the original text it is doxa d-o-x-a and it literally means splendor, brightness, magnificence, excellence, preeminence. In other words, the Lord's church, the church of Jesus Christ, should be reflecting the magnificence of our magnificent Savior. We should be 
reflecting the excellence of our excellent Lord. The church is the agent of the Lord's kingdom on earth. I'm going to say that again. The church is the agent of the Lord's kingdom in this world based on who he is. There ought to be some glory in his church. And what Paul does here in chapter 4 by the Holy Ghost is he gives us some keys to there being glory in the Lord's church. There are two keys I want to, uh, to look at here if there is to be glory in the Lord's church. Our, our whole premise here at Mount Calvary, I don't pastor nowhere else, my whole, our whole premise here at Mount Calvary is that we are transforming lives to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. If there is to be glory anywhere, it ought to be in his church. All right? But there are some things that we need to do some things we need to be aware of and um, sorry I, I tried to give you opportunity to go ahead and shout <laughs> at how excellent because I, I just I'm not sure how this is going to turn out <laughs> here's what it says verse 1 I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. New, New International Version says it like this. Live a life worthy of the calling you have received. That's our first stopping point. If there is to be glory in the church then number one our lifestyle must line up with our calling. Our lifestyle has to line up with our calling. Did you catch that? We are only in the church because we were called into the church. <laughs> we weren't voted into the church. Um, man didn't let us into the church. Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church nobody is here because we got smart enough to decide because the truth of the matter is that nobody comes to Jesus unless the father draws them is there anybody in here grateful that the Lord drew you even when you didn't know you were being drawn I mean the whole while we were doing our thing and the Lord was steady drawing us we thought we were in charge but the Lord was drawing us we thought we were running from him and the whole time we're running one way and he's drawing us to himself I love how Charles Gabriel put it uh, when he wrote this song in the 1990s we used to sing it pardon me in the early 1900s we used to sing it when I was a boy uh, the, the second or third verse went like this he sought me long before I heard before my sinful heart was stirred but when I took him at his word forgiven he lifted me I used to love to hear my daddy sing it from sinking sand he lifted me with tender hand he lifted me from shades of night 
to planes of light all oh, praise his name he lifted me saints we've been called we've been called I know somebody led us to believe that only preachers are called but I want to tell you if you are saved it's because the Lord called you he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light Romans 1 said you're called to be saints. Romans 8 says you're called according to his purpose. 1 Corinthians 1 said you're called unto the fellowship of his son. 1 Corinthians 7 said you're called to peace. Galatians 5 said you're called to liberty. 1 Thessalonians 2 said you're called to his kingdom. 1 Thessalonians 4 said you're called to holiness. 1 Peter 5 said you're called unto his eternal glory. 1 John 3 says you are called children of God. Somebody shout, I'm called. Paul said early in Ephesians that before the foundation of the world, we were chosen in him. That's why it really doesn't matter what you call me. Because God called me first. There's only one calling that really matters. They called you slow. They called you dumb. They called you ignorant. But God called you his. They called you slave. They called you negro. They called you colored. They called you nigger. They called you boy. But God called you his. Somebody shout, I'm called. Now Paul says, seeing that you are called, live like it <laughs> live a lifestyle that's worthy of the calling you've received Paul outlines that lifestyle here's what it looks like first of all it's lowliness lowliness that, that is defined as having a humble opinion of yourself recognizing that it's only by the grace of God that it was his choice alone. It's, um, okay, that I didn't, I couldn't do anything to get it and I don't have to do anything to keep it. I'm his because he says I'm his and that settles it. Um, Lord, I don't mean to bother, I, I don't mean to bother this, I really don't, but, um, but something confuses me, something confuses me that I hear all the time, and, and, and I, I must be, I must be the, the one who's not quite getting it, because I hear, I hear preachers saying, and, 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 and church people go wild, you know, they, they say it, and people start swinging from the chandeliers, and bucking, and, and, and dancing, and all that, and they, 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 they say something like, uh, you don't want this anointing, because this anointing cost too much I'm sorry I didn't recognize that the anointing was for sale I didn't recognize that the way you got the anointing by, was what, by what you went through no the way you got the anointing is because the Lord before you were born put his hand on you Don't reduce the anointing of the Holy Ghost to what you went through. I know some people who've been through more than what you've been through, but you're called, you're chosen. God did that. 
trouble does not buy anointing Paul said it like this it's only by the grace of God that I am what I am and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain but I labored more abundantly than they all yet not I but the grace of God which was with me I, listen, I really don't mean to cause any harm. I don't. Y'all go study it for yourself and see if you can find anything. The only thing I could find was um, the, the, the concept of Elijah and Elisha where Elisha uh, asked for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. And you know what Elisha had to do? The only thing Elisha had to do to get the double portion of Elijah's spirit was just stay with him. Romans 12, 3, I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think but to think soberly according, to, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Lowliness. I'm not here because I deserve it. I'm not here because I worked hard to get here. I'm not here because I prayed more because I I'm here by the grace of God. <laughs> Period. What does that walk look like? Lowliness. It also looks like meekness. Meekness. Uh, you really don't what you don't care what that word sounds like in the Greek. I got it written here, but you don't care. Here's what it means. Here's what it means. Gentleness. Power under control. <laughs> It's not weakness, it's power under control. It's the concept of I could, but I won't. <laughs> uh, having the power to react, but refusing for the sake of Christ. I could tell you off, but I'd rather have his glory. <laughs> I could give you back what you're giving me. But for the sake of Christ, I won't. I could treat you like you've treated me. But because I'm called, I won't. I could do to you exactly what you've done to me. But so that there can be glory in the Lord's church, I won't. <laughs> Meekness power under control this is a lifestyle of lowliness it's a lifestyle of meekness it's a lifestyle of long suffering I'm still in the text it's another big Greek word it just means patience endurance slowness in avenging wrong the origin of, of the word stems from a word that means a long fuse that it takes a lot we as the church of Jesus Christ are not flying off the handle at everybody everybody look this way and don't nod your head they may think I'm talking to you that includes your family your husband, your wife, your children long fuse <laughs> 
going to bother it just a hot second, Brother Yogli. It is, uh, it carries with it the concept of giving people space to be who they are. Oh, wow. Because, Deke, if everybody were like me, if I really just want you to see the world the same way I do and react to it the same way I do. <laughs> Listen, can I, can I let you in on a secret? This is free. You'd be a lot, a lot happier. You'd have some peace if you would learn how to let people be Give people space to be themselves, forbearing one another in love. The phrase simply means learning to put up with one another. In love, agape is the word there. That's love like God does. That's love with no strings attached. Anybody still want glory in the church? <laughs> If there's to be glory in the church, we got to live this kind of lifestyle, a lifestyle that's worthy of the calling. But then Paul goes on to say something else, and I'm, I'm half done already. If there's to be glory in the church, our lifestyle needs to line up. But then secondly, our labor needs to line up. It's in the text. It's in verse 3. Would you look at it? It says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. That word endeavor means to labor at it, work at it, uh, exert some effort, exert some energy to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. The way, the way Paul words it suggests that it is something that you have to work at. Uh, our marriages would be better if we understood this concept. <laughs> because It amuses me, ish, when couples come in and they want to get married and I start talking about um, love and commitment and they start talking about being in love and the feeling. I'm sorry, I didn't say nothing to you about being in love and a feeling. I asked you about a commitment because the commitment takes work so that if you wake up and the feeling is not there <laughs> nope don't shake your head don't say amen too loud don't look straight ahead <laughs> so if, if you wake up and the feeling is not there you're not ready to abandon ship just because you are no longer governed by a feeling. No, you weren't supposed to be governed by a feeling anyway. You are governed by a commitment to work at it. <laughs> Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the work at it. And, and that word endeavor, it, it, it means labor, it means work, but it also means to work 
quickly. In other words, he says, work at it and be quick about it. That word endeavor means to make haste. Don't let stuff fester. If something is disturbing the peace, go ahead and deal with it. To keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. In other words, we are to work hard to ensure that the unity of the spirit of God, that the unity that he wants to produce within his church is unhindered and unbroken. What does that mean? That means you don't always have to be right. You work at it. Keep the unity of the spirit in the bond, the glue of peace. Peace is the glue that holds unity together. I'll say it again. Peace is the glue that holds unity together. Sometimes you do stuff for peace sake so that you can keep the unity. Uh, let me read Paul's words to the Roman church. Let me read his words to the Roman church. Um, I, I pray that we're getting something out of this. I, I want there to be glory in the Lord's church, but, but the way we deal with each other has to shift if there's going to be glory in his church. Romans 12, verse 9, starting there, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. I need to keep reading. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. I need to keep reading. Do not repay anybody evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. I got to keep reading. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, I got to keep reading. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you'll heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Mount Calvary, unity is not automatic. Unity is a labor of love. You work at it, Paul says. There's one body. This is why. One spirit, even as you were called in one hope of your calling. In other words, all of us who are saved, we all started, that salvation started in God and is going to end in God. God's not going to separate us in heaven because you get on my nerves. <laughs> We're going to all be together. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, 
one God and Father of all who's above all and through all and in you all like it or not we share common ground the night before Jesus was crucified y'all remember what he prayed Lord let them be one with all those differences with all of our peculiarities Paul lists seven things in this passage that we have in common one body one spirit one hope of our calling one Lord one faith one baptism one God and Father of all who's above all and through all and in you all we are one family and if we like it or not we are united by blood I haven't asked you this entire sermon and this will be the next to the last time I ask you <laughs> to do it but would you find somebody's eyes and tell them we are one family and we're united by blood this isn't a casual relationship we don't slip in and out of this thing we are united by blood what blood I'm so glad you asked me <laughs> Andre Crouch put it like this the blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary <laughs> it reaches I'll cut on across the field to the highest mountain and I'm so glad it flows whether you're up on the mountain or, or whether you're down in the valley I'm so glad that the blood of Jesus can find you wherever you are shout we're one family and we're united by blood let me go ahead and close that's why David said in Psalm 133 how good and how pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity he said it's like the dew that falls on Mount Hermon and Mount Zion dew refreshes dew brings life dew brings moisture to dry places do we have some dry places in the church what we need is unity because it's like dew that will bring moisture to dry places he said it reminds me of Mount Zion because Mount Zion is where the Lord bestows blessing there he commands the blessing did you hear that he commands the blessing where unity is he commands the blessing I'll say it again where there's unity he commands a blessing there is a place where you don't have to beg for God to bless you there is a place where you don't have to beg for God's blessing there is 
a place where you don't have to beg for God's blessing and that is the place of unity if we would come together we would not have to beg we could just be and watch God command blessing go to my children there is a place where his blessing is commanded there is a place where his blessing is ordered it's charged it's appointed it's commissioned when God sees his children dwelling in unity he says blessing go over there healing go over there deliverance go over there prosperity go over there salvation go over there peace go over there unto him be glory in the church when there's glory in the church sinners will be saved sick folk will be healed when there's glory in the church lame folk will take up their bed and walk when there's glory in the church depressed folk will leave with joy when there's glory in the church blind folk will leave seeing when there's glory in the church possessed folk will leave free when there's glory in the church broke folk will leave rich when there's glory in the church when there's glory in the church when there's glory in the church you can have whatever you need somebody shout glory I told you that I would only ask you one more time and so here it is if you really mean it don't do it if you don't mean it but if you really mean it grab somebody's hand and tell them I want to see his glory find somebody else tell them I need to see his glory no more church as usual I don't want to come in one way and leave the same no more church as usual I want to see his glory I want to see his glory I need you I I need you I I need you I need you I I need you I need you God put us together I need you I need you I I need you I need you I I need you we're not here by accident I need you we're blood family I I need you 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 daddy put us together I need you 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 we're related by blood
man. We need each other. We, we need. We need each other. I love God. I just can't stand his people. What? What? What in the world? That's, that's like saying, I love Sam. I just can't stand his wife. What? How you think that's going to fly with me? this morning the Lord woke me up before my alarm clock as soon as I threw the cover back unto him be glory in the church. Let me get on up and finish dealing with I give you the keys to the kingdom. You ain't better than me. <laughs> Y'all do the same thing. You do the same thing. <laughs> Let me get on up and look at what I've started. <laughs> Unto him be glory in the church. What does glory look like? Turn the page. <laughs> I know my family thinks I'm playing when I tell them when I'm telling them stories about uh, my conversations with the Lord. I say, the Lord says, Sam. I say, yes, Lord. He says, Sam. I say, yes, Lord. He says, Sam. I say, yes, Lord. I know they think I'm playing. When I ask, what, what does glory look like then? Turn the page. I beg you. I beg you. I beseech you. Live a life worthy of the calling. In lowliness and meekness, having patience and, and forbearing one another. Wait a minute, Lord. I thought glory looked like when we shout real hard and loud. You're messing with my 
entire concept of your glory. I thought glory <laughs> was lining everybody up. And laying my hands and people falling. You want to see glory? Humble yourself. <laughs> I believe that if we would adjust our lifestyle that we would see glory that we've not seen before. Well, nobody has to, nobody has to. I mean, God can do what he wants to do and he can do it how he wants to do it, but nobody has to touch anybody. But you come in one way and leave another. That's Come in sick and leave healed. Come in bound and leave free. Come in depressed and leave with joy. Come in unsaved and leave knowing where you're going to spend eternity. I'm you know what? Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus forever world without end let the church say amen, amen. if you're here you're not sure you're saved I do have good news for you God loved the world that's everybody so much that he gave his unique, one-of-a-kind son, his only begotten son, that's Jesus Christ. That whosoever, that's anybody, believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. That is good news. And if you're here and you're not sure you're saved... Would you come now? The saints have been praying for you since early this morning that when you hear his voice, you don't harden your heart. But go ahead and tell him yes. Here's what the Bible says. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. That's good news. If you're in here right now, if you're breathing, you have the opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ. And the truth is, you can't get it right without him. You can't. If you're here and you're not sure you're saved, would you come? Would you come? We want to introduce you to Jesus Christ. I promise it's worth it. I promise it's worth it. I quote Deacon Akins all the time. We can't promise you an easy walk, but it is a worthy walk. It's worth it. It's worth it.
That's the first call. You're not sure you're saved. You can come. Be a part of the Lord's church. Second call is this. You're, you're here. You're saved already. You know where you're going to spend eternity, but you know that the Lord wants you in this church as your church home. If that's you, would you come? Those two calls. If you're not sure you're saved or if you know that the Lord wants you here, listen, if he wants you here, we need you here so that we can be all that he has called us to be. You know where you're going to spend eternity, but you know you're supposed to be part of this part of his family. If that's you, come on. Those two calls. those two calls everybody then is saved and everybody is where you know you belong if that's you shout amen, amen. alright so be it so be it listen Mount Calvary and uh, y'all forgive me uh, visitors for talking to Mount Calvary but these are the people I pastor and really it's for the church in general um, if we will do our part the Lord will do his let's, let's be on purpose this week about uh, having a long fuse If you need to tape this scripture to your mirror or to your computer screen, don't let, don't let people take you there. We're going to work at keeping the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And I say it again, it starts at home. Sometimes we work so hard outside of home that we get home and we let all the guard down. <laughs> Don't say amen too loud, Dick. <laughs> we let the guard down and the first person who comes at us gets it. Work. Work at it, okay? Let's work at it. Amen. Good. Yes, man. Thank you. If you um, if you are walking down in the uh, in the parade downtown tomorrow, and you get to the convention center, uh, Mount Calvary's van will be down there. You can look for Miss Ethel. Uh, wave your hand. You can look for her. She can bring you back up to the Drew Health Center. Uh, I believe RTA is offering free rides as well back up to Drew. Uh, if you're not staying for the pro well, even if you are staying for the program down at the convention center, uh, but certainly it would be good to see you there tomorrow. Um, Sister Spain, do you know how many seats are available at the table tomorrow night? Is it eight or ten? Okay. Um, let's say ten. Uh, so you can, uh, because I'm thoroughly unprepared and I don't know anything about it, um, if you want to come, just come on. Yeah. There are eight seats. Okay, thank you. All right. Um, so the first six, because I got two of them. Okay. The first six uh, that come. Oh, Ms. Nat, come to tell me I'm wrong. 
there's eight. Okay. And I got two that leaves six to go. How much are they? Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> but we gave him a check already, so uh, come and tell Miss Taylor if you want to. But listen, if you tell her that you want one of those free seats that ain't free, <laughs> be there. Be there, okay? Or bring an extra $75 next week. <laughs> okay. Miss Taylor will stay. She'll be right there. Minister Taylor will be right there. We're going to fix that at some point. We're going to fix that at some point. I still don't understand how we can have a banquet in a man's honor where people for whom the man fought can't afford to attend. I can't get that. Um, Denise McAfee, where are you, ma'am? She has completed her new member orientation. God bless you. Welcome home. And Terry McCluskey. I'm coming around because I want to shake your hand. God bless you. Welcome home. Angel Hamilton. Lydia Easterling. God bless you. Welcome home. And Ronnell Hunt. God bless you, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good. Thank God for adding to his church. And uh, good. I think that's it. You got four spots left. All right. I think that's it. Good. Uh, those who are signed up for dessert with pastor, come on back. Um, the, the 20 of you who are signed up, would you come on back? There's a, uh, I got a new recipe today I want you to try. <laughs> it's a gluten-free chocolate cake. And um, y'all tell me how it is because I think it's going to taste about like powder. <laughs> But I could be wrong. <laughs> May we stand and we can be dismissed. I was putting the icing on. I told my wife, this spread like sand. <laughs> Brother Dunson, it is so good to see you today, sir. It's good to see you. And Miss Deborah. Good to see you back. Praying your healing and strength in the name of Jesus. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Let all the saints agree together. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.